Southern Skies. Online Media. This episode of Plane Crazy Down Under is proudly sponsored by Aviation Advertiser, Australia's largest aviation online marketplace. Now featuring aviation employment classifieds. Make buying, selling and job search easy by doing it online. Visit aviationadvertiser.com.au today. And by the GA8 Airvan, proudly manufactured right here in Australia by Gips Aero, gipsaero.com. And by Jetride Australia, be a top gun for the day. Visit jetride.com.au slash PCDU for the fastest ride in the country. Well, day, folks, and welcome back to Plane Crazy Down Under, episode 78 of the program that looks at the world of aviation from an Australia-Pacific point of view. Well, after a couple of very heavy news weeks, we're going to have a bit of a change of pace tonight. I'm Steve Vischer, and with me as always, always looking for a change of pace, it's Grant McHeron. G'day, mate. <laughs> hey, mate. How you going? Not too bad, and happy birthday for last week. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, 78 episodes in. Oh, hang on. You're meaning my, my birthday. Yeah, yes. yeah. You survived another year, my friend. <laughs> Despite everyone's best efforts. I'm still here, <laughs> and I must thank you for that uh, for that lovely Argentinian style barbecue the other night. You know that's the first real food I've eaten in three months. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, don't tell Jenny Craig; <laughs> she'll, she'll kick you all the way through the diet book. Don't don't, don't mention Jenny Craig; it sends shivers up my spine, Grant. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was thanks to a couple of friends who came over and decided they bought their own little mini barbecue. And while I was firing up the big burners and doing all the sausages and chicken and everything, they uh, got the coals going a couple of hours before everyone got there. And yeah, we had some melt in the, on the bone Argentine asado. And I just still don't even know what that word means, but gee, it was nice, I'll tell you. Barbecue, mate. <laughs> there you go, barbecue. Works for me. You can't barbecue a Jenny Craig meal, Grant. <laughs> yeah, the plastic melts, right? Not well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, this is not a food podcast. We thought uh, we'd uh, have a bit of a change of pace this week, as I mentioned at the top there. Uh, of course, the Qantas dispute still bubbles on, and there's lots of uh, news uh, still coming from the events of that, and uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot coming in the future. But uh, on this episode of uh, PCDU, we're going to have a bit of fun, and uh, we're going to play for you an interview that we recorded with uh, comedian, radio guy, TV guy, Tim Smith, which we recorded back on Grand Final Day. That's right. Uh, most of Australia, and definitely most of Victoria, were stopped to watch the uh, game of footy, but the rest of us, no way. It's aviation all the way. Absolutely. Well, Tim Smith, uh, for those of you who are not familiar, has been in around the stand-up comedy scene for many, many years, probably in excess of 20 years, I guess. He's been on television here on uh, many great comedy shows, including uh, The Comedy Company, uh, Fast Forward, Full Frontal, which were just really big-time uh, comedy TV shows back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. He's uh, done lots of stints on various FM radio stations here, doing Breakfast Radio and uh, some other projects there. Uh, people might remember on Triple M, Timbo and Betters, uh, more recently, I guess, uh, Tracy and Tim in the morning on uh, Mix 101 down here in Melbourne. And that's really cool. But what's really cool to us, of course, is that uh, Tim is uh, taking a step away from all that. And uh, he's doing his commercial pilot's license, which, uh, Grant, that was the hook for us. Oh, definitely. He's a bit of a celeb. He's a really fun guy. And he's a pilot. So uh, we caught up uh, with Tim on a very wet and rainy grand final day, the 1st of October. If you were down here in Melbourne, you'll remember what miserable weather it was. At, uh, <laughs> Even at, for Melbourne. Yep, down at Moorabbin Airport. Uh, and we grabbed a briefing room there at um, Rabin Flying Services and uh, here's our interview with Tim Smith. It's a pleasure to welcome Tim Smith. G'day Tim. Oh, what a pleasure it is, guys. Wow, you've really reached the end of your guest list. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that barrel. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the bucket list ends here. No, no. <laughs> Yeah, well, now, yeah, we, hear, we hear you fly, mate. It's got to be good. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, isn't it? Now, I've got a question for you straight off to do with breakfast radio and flying. Okay. If you're getting up at that time in the morning, those ungodly hours, how on earth do you stay awake long enough to study for a pilot's license? Well, there you go. I, I, and that's Their lives are up. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it together. Um, but there's a lot of people in radio with pilot's licenses. Not You might not uh, know uh, Lee Simon, oh, the right. founder of Triple M uh, here in Melbourne, and, uh, and I guess a radio institution from and, mm. and a music institution he used to host night moves he's a pilot okay. uh, Rob Sitch uh, oh, is right. a pilot um, you're writing all this down these are all good guests normally you, you've interviewed these guys before but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there's um, yeah no there's um, there's, a, there's a few out there Mark Irvine who's also um, a, a, a radio presenter around the traps he's, uh, he's a commercial pilot and uh, he for years flew um Flew chieftains in and out of uh, Moorabbin down to um, King Island and did that did that King Island run mm -hmm. for many many years. But those guys 
uh, we all have discussed this, it's impossible to dedicate the time to study it properly. If you want your KDRs down, or you know, your knowledge deficiency reports down, you want to get a good mark, and so you want to get your high 80s and 90s. Because KDRs, which I guess people don't understand, is when you sit for your private licence and your commercial licence uh, tests, there's uh, seven for your commercial licence, uh, you uh, are marked out of a, a certain score. And it's a, it's a multiple choice system. And the ones that you get wrong, you must then go and basically write a page and a half and resubmit these wrong answers. And if you scrape through on 72, you're basically writing (laughs) volumes of of, of, covering. Basically, you've got to prove to the testers that you do actually know what, what, uh, yeah, the the, the, uh, information. It was just nerves. It was nerves or, you know, I I meant to pick A, but it picked B. So the pen went the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) But so, yeah, so, but doing breakfast radio in, in, and flying is probably not conducive, I don't think. Not, not if you're doing your commercial. That was a harder, yeah. you know, a harder expedition. I'm kind of used to early mornings because I go chase balloons. Oh, so, right. Yeah, I, I go chase and fly balloons. So. Are you 12-gauge or do you like... Uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 if, I'm, if I'm using the 12-gauge, I want something a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> Shift, so I know nothing about getting up early in the morning. No, he's, he's, his idea of seeing a big sun coming up over the horizon is just as he's going home. <laughs> well, I sort of finished up with Breakfast Radio and I just sort of thought to myself, well, what am I going to do to... to I wanted to do something that would be challenging and uh, hard uh, and, and a bit dangerous. Uh, and, and, uh, and I thought flying would be it. So um, yeah, and then uh, so and that's why I sort of dedicated my time to flying, and yeah, I'm, and it's been the best thing in my life. It saved my life. Yeah, yeah, saved my life. I would be dead now. You would not be speaking to me. How so? Um, after uh, twenty years of breakfast radio, I was smoking. Yeah. Um, well, I'd, I'd lied to myself because I'd moved off packets of cigarettes because I was doing smoking too many packets a day. So I went on to Rollies, and so. I was pretty well constantly rolling and smoking cigarettes all day, and that was sort of easier because I couldn't, I, I didn't really have to sort of know okay. how many sick packets of cigarettes I was going through. It was just all sort of, it all just went into one. And, and of course, you would you'd have a couple of packets of rollies go, a couple of packets of tobacco. So yeah. you weren't sort of really just replacing one when one went, but there was three going, and who knows? Like, and I would probably have three cigarettes and three cups of black coffee before six a.m. Mm-hmm. Every morning, so I was. Uh, I went for um, my medical for um, my private pilot's license, and uh, the doctor went, "Wow, um, have you had a, a, a medical recently?" And I went, "Yeah, yeah, like a, a year ago, and mm-hmm. everything was fine." And he went, "Right, okay, it was fine a year ago." And I went, "Yeah," yeah. and he went, "Yeah, look, um, I want you to go and see your GP. I want him. I want you to um." I want you to get in to uh, check, check your, um, your your blood pressure and stuff. And I went, right, okay, oh, I can organise that. And he went, oh, no, 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 now. Mm. And I went, right, yeah. now? Yeah. And like, what do you mean, like, like now? And he went, no, I want you to go from here to there because your blood pressure is absolutely through the roof. And he went, oh, if you don't really want to go there, you could go to a hospital straight away because it's um, your blood pressure's like um, 220 over 140. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, so really, I'm actually expecting one of your eyes to pop out. Jeez. <laughs> and I was like, you're joking. I and feel f- fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, all right. And he went, no, you're not. And he went, you smoke, obviously. And I went, uh, yeah, and he went, no, not anymore. And I went, right, okay, right. And I'm, I haven't had a cigarette since that moment. Yeah, it was a wake-up um, shock. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, and I just sort of um, went and... Uh, and but obviously, um, uh, I, I, I had, as my GP... I went to my GP and my blood pressure was nowhere near that. And, and he went, well, obviously, you were, like, a, a bit stressed. A bit stressed about... White you know, code, pressure. Yeah, yeah. In, in, exactly. And so I sort of went and my... But it was high. It was, yeah. like... Um, it was probably at about 150, 160 when I went. Yeah. So, but it's still high. And 
So, and, and so then it was sort of like, you know, then 180 and so I sort of went, oh, okay, this has sort of got to be fixed. And so, yeah, so I sort of got a, a lot fitter and, um, and sort of lost a bit of weight, which I could still lose a bit more. And, I think we all know, wanted to say, we're all you know, manly doing that at the moment. Oh, you know, it's, it's all that. But, but uh, I, if I hadn't have gone for that medical, I would not have known. And um, yeah. I would have blithely gone on and just exploded, I should imagine. And has um, CASA put you under any, any uh, extra scrutiny? I suffer from high blood pressure myself. Okay. CASA. So are you on a tablet? Are I am on, on tablets, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, they are... But not not overly so. Like I, I'm, I'm taking tablets and I put and mm. and, that, and that's noted. Yeah, no, they, they, they know I'm taking them, but they I guess they just sort of keep you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've, you're going for your grade one medical because you're going for your yeah, commercial, yeah. so, so now, you're checked every year. Well, now I'm swimming every morning and yeah. like. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and if you mate, you want a salad wrap, I'm your guy. <laughs> it's, it's funny, you know. It's actually the way it's actually the way this interview has come about because I was talking to a flight instructor that we both have, mm-hmm. a friend of ours, and um, I've been on a diet and I've lost about ten kilos now. And mm-hmm. um, he said, "Oh, I said I've been flying with a." A uh, guy your size too, and he said, you know, he's he's been losing weight. He said, you probably know him. It's Tim Smith, the guy from the radio. I go, wow. So, how would you like to talk to us? Laurie <laughs> <laughs> goes, I knew you would say that. <laughs> and I love Laurie. He's the funniest guy. Uh, I'm flying along with him, and I'm and, uh, and I'm, 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 I've basically done a clear off, and I'm, I'm just uh, and, and, and he's sitting next to me, and I'm and I'm flying along, what about business? I'm just like, I'm looking out the window, just sort of going, you know, oh, she's bloody beautiful up here. And just, you know, and it was one of those magic moments where the sun is just sort of like, uh, just sort of like, uh, just keep through the clouds. And it was just one of those beautiful magic moments. I was just taking it in. I was just going, this is really nice. And Laurie's going, yeah, you having a good time? I went, yeah, yeah. And he's going, you got time to look out the window, have you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess he's got, mate, if you want to look out the window, sit in the bloody back. <laughs> I learned that very early on with my first flying instructor, Stuart Mitchell, his name was. He said, I've got that plane out there. I said, oh, I see. Boom, off came the pair. He said, yeah. right, you just had an engine failure. Yeah. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. if you're train driving instructors like that too, yeah. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm uh, doing my... <laughs> I'm doing one of the license. I'm doing like basically a license check with uh, with uh, one of the um, checkers, one of the instructors. Well, they're not an instructor; they're like a examiner. Yeah. And uh, and we're tra- and we're taxiing down the runway, and I've been cleared for takeoff, and I've like firewalled everything, and off we go. And he's reached forward to the mixtures, and I've just gone. <laughs> just gone Don't around. <laughs> and he's gone. And he's gone. What? 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 And I've gone, mate. I'm flying the. Plane, don't f- and he's gone, mate. I'm testing you, and I'm pulling an assy on takeoff, and I'm going, no, you're not, mate. Don't touch, don't touch, don't be stupid. So that would be one of those KDRs. <laughs> you really shouldn't hit your test. This is what I've learned. I think we have a ripper sometimes. Don't test it. <laughs> Isn't this what you call flying with attitude? Well, I don't know. I just got because I'm in this state of like um, I'm checking the instruments, checking the dials. Mate, she's away. We're rolling. I'm just like, mate, we're all going, and then this idiot start to play with the controls. Mate, not on my watch. <laughs> If you want to go and play with the controls, play with them at home. Find your own, Find your own students. I am demonstrating how I would treat the passenger who would do that. I'm passing the passenger component of the test. Thank you very much. Because, of course, I am not even thinking about being tested. Like, you know, and I've given the brief, you know, like, keep your hands off the controls. Yeah. Like, you know, I told you. Keep your feet on the floor, keep your hands off the controls, unless I ask you, do you know how to operate the hatches and the harnesses? Don't tell me no lies, keep your hands to yourself. Correct. <laughs> So off at the next intersection. Yes. Back we go. Yes. Yeah, we'll be doing one second relanding things. <laughs> oh, okay. Tim, I want to talk about what influenced you to go into flying. You've mentioned people like Lee Simons, Rob Sitch, and uh, Mark Irvine. Were they people that influenced you to go into flying? No, well, um, actually, I'd always. Um, oh, mate, I'm one of those tragics. Uh, I've always liked aeroplanes and always wanted to fly. And years and years ago, um, it's it's actually a really <laughs> this is the saddest story of all. And I was hoping that we wouldn't go there, but I will. I'll tell it because it means a lot to me. Um, I uh, spent a lot of time with uh, Shirley Strong, and uh, he was a very good friend of mine. And uh, 
Yeah, we yeah got on very well. And um, I've actually organised flight lessons uh, at Shutt Aviation uh, about 10 years ago. And uh, uh, Shirley Strong was the lead singer with Skyhooks and um, Chopper Pilot. And uh, basically, uh, the, the morning that uh, I was up for my uh, lessons, uh, he died in a, a chopper accident. And uh, my wife just turned around to me and just went, not today, not today, of all days, not today. And I went, okay, and, and basically rang and cancelled. And um, years later, I was sitting around and I just sort of went, look, you know, like, I've been a stand-up comedian for about 15, 20 years, and I've or longer than that now, let's say, I'm 25 years in all honesty, and I don't sort of work on television and radio. Nothing really I was doing at the time was giving me much interest or thrill, and I'd sort of done everything, and I'd achieved all the things that I'd sort of set out to achieve, and I really wanted a change in my life, and, and I was just saying to my wife, um, you know, Oh God, I'm you know gonna go and do. Like, do I want to sign on for another three years of radio? Like, it's a big ask, or like you know. But and she sort of went, well, no, you don't. Why don't you? Why don't you go and fly? Like, why don't you take some time off? And so it's not often for a pilot for their wife to go. You should be fine. Well, you should I, go and do it. I think I'm in love with your wife. Well, that's, <laughs> but that's exactly right because normally, and if you ask most pilots, normally their wives are going like, Jesus, look at the checkbook, look what you've done to us. Unless you happen to be, um, <laughs> like you find that a lot of retired ex-military or ex-long-haul uh, guys when yeah. they retire, why are they down at the hangar but working on their own aircraft, hanging with the guys going flying? It's because if they didn't, they would have probably been killed by their wives or killed their wives. <laughs> you, know, you bet. Because they've been away so long that when they're finally at home with nothing to do, they drive the other half nuts. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's, it's funny you should say that because doing breakfast radio, you are that guy because mm. you're not there in the mornings. And that was the biggest thing when I finished doing breakfast radio was just interrupting the way the house operated. Like, I didn't actually fit into the house. Mm. Like, I didn't work in the mornings. It was not structured for me. You were getting in the way, yeah. I was climbing up the toaster. I was, yeah, yeah. I was putting people out of whack. It was, you know, they, they'd run entirely without me mm. for years, although I wasn't even in the equation. Mm. So, yeah, I can well imagine that would be the case. Yeah. But also, my kids are older now too, so they've sort of left home. So... So, you know, my wife and I were basically kicking around this enormous house in Brighton and we could sit in our own lounge rooms with a lounge room between us. Like, so it was just bizarre. <laughs> and, and, like, we had an indoor pool, but no, all I did was clean it. And, you know, like, <laughs> I slept in every now and again. Like, don't get me wrong, and my kids had, like, often come home on the weekends now and again with their friends and or boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. They'd swim in it. But pretty much it was just this great big house which had served its purpose. But it was our time to move on from that. So my wife and I just bought like a small little, you know, little house and just went and I just went, Well, I'm gonna throw myself into into flying. So in the space of I I, I guess I, I probably reckon that in two years I that my commercial pilot standard. Mm -hmm. So I was lucky enough to be able to just invest in time yeah. and and it's amazing how quickly you can learn how to fly if you can fly three times a oh, week. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you can get two mm. or three goes a week, then you're, you're not having to relearn each time you get in mm. the plane. They say if you get more flying than that, you can actually go backwards because you're overdoing it. Yes, but yes. I, for one, would like to try and find out. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I would too. But look, the, the weird thing about, about, about aviation, it's like a furnace and you can just shovel money into it mm. because there is always something that you can be endorsing yourself on, you can be restudying, you can be... New toys. Uh, oh, you bet. And uh, there's always new technology to be mastering. It's a, just a wonderful toy so the the march towards commercial uh for the challenge or do you think it's perhaps a career path you'd like to pursue oh it will be a career path um oh, look I, I i'm really uh I, i'll go into charter i think I'm, I'm too old to ever become a carrier like you know like you know getting into like you know your, your rex or your mm. uh, well maybe not rex because they don't mind older pilots they mm. sort of feel that they have taken of, a few older older gents on and ladies yeah, uh, yeah because yeah it does add a little bit of real world experience dealing with people and mm. and understanding you may not know have thousands of hours in the plane but you've got thousands of hours with humans. Correct. Plus they're not sitting there with their eyes on a seat at a quarters plane. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're not going to jump to the first international.
national that offers them. So, uh, but I'm not really interested in that. I'm much more interested in charter and and um, and that sort of variety. Of, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I find that much more interesting. And like having flown pretty well around Australia, well, two points of Australia, I've sort of. I've left myself um, Cape Levique in that area to go, I'll do that next year, which I'm really interested to do, but having done, you know, um, up to sort of Corumba and up around the Gulf of Carpentaria and down the East Coast and, and across the middle and, and... Making the most of that licence. You bet. Oh, <laughs> man, I love it. There's nothing better than just like, you know, landing at like yeah. someone like William Creek and wandering into the hotel and after you secured the plane and you just go, oh, that's a good <laughs> year. much better. <laughs> Does <laughs> the wife go along? Uh, no, she hates flying. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, um, but one of my favourite things that we did was we're up at uh, Karamba and basically uh, got all these, uh, went to uh, the prawn trawlers, took prawns off the trawlers, yeah. put them in an ice pack and then flew to William Creek that day and put them on the bar right. and just went, hey, everyone, hey, what about some fresh prawns from this morning? Um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, the was that part of your popularity? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're welcome back then. <laughs> was that part of your recent trip? Because I know you've just done a big trip. In the yeah, park. no, that was um, yeah, no, that was um, uh, uh, the year before. Right. Where um, uh, and that one I did in a Seminole, which is um, a long way in that little oh. plane. Uh, look, they're great. Mm. They're, you know, but uh, they're really a training plane. You, you know, with. We have three people, and so you're not carrying full fuel, yeah. so you're always sort of doing the, the math. But last year, um, oh, sorry, well, earlier this year, we did uh, uh, the Baron, uh, and that was great fun. Oh, they're nice. Oh, great fun. Yeah. So um, you got the you got the uh, multi-engine, obviously. What other ratings have you got? Um, oh, well, with multi-comes, um, well, the way uh, MFS works, that's my flying school, basically, you, um, we... We work basically in Warriors, and then as soon as you move out of a Warrior into a Seminole, so that gives you retractable, uh, constant, and uh, and twin. It's a good school here, but when we should mention we're sitting here in a briefing room at um, Rabin Flying Services, and I actually do most of my flying here, so a bit of a plug for them because yeah, they, they have a good fleet. Yeah. They do, and they are their planes are in immaculate condition. I've never ever got into one of their planes and just thought that this is just not right. It's yeah. and that's and I'm fighting for a, for a bit. They're very uh, proud of their fleet. They mm. um, what they move on their older planes. They, mm. they you know they keep them keep them pretty well. You know pretty well. Peak. Well, they got glass cockpit warrior. I think it is, and mm. that was one Nikolai did his his trial introductory flight, and okay. he did his. He did his mm. tiff in a glass cockpit. Little fart. No. <laughs> <laughs> but see, my instructor just turns around and says, "Don't get." Just avoid the glass. Go, just fly with steam because yeah, yeah. Mate, when you get out there, the amount of times you'll be given a glass cockpit will be nil. Yeah. You know, so and and he's probably right. Very. You know? And you can always move up to a glass cockpit, but you know, yeah. a lot of people can't fly steam. And also, people uh, I think uh, get stuck into that weird um, uh, that Garmin snobbery <laughs> where they uh, where they go all the way up on Garmin's, and then when they get and, and especially flying schools, and, and and they will even say, you know, oh, we've got the latest Garmin, and you go fantastic because guess what? Once you get on good on that latest Garmin, it will do, mate. It'll fly the plane oh, yeah. for you. It does everything. However, you won't find them in the real world. Yeah. Once you get out of your flying school or get out of your mate's beautiful plane that's maintained to the nth degree, once you get into charters and once you start just banging around in old kites, mm -hmm. mate, you fly on Garmin once, which yeah. has, you know, which is a Super Mario car. Yeah. <laughs> it's direct to what's that? <laughs> yeah, like, it's, yeah. What? It's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's just bizarre. Yeah. It's uh, one, it's, it's probably a step down from a compass. Well, you got like one LC D line that you yeah, 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 yeah. They, it looks like you know a Cylon's head. <laughs> 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 that wouldn't mind being a Cylon. Actually, I thought the last series was really cool. Oh no, you're talking, you're, you're talking, you just want the Cylon chicks. Yeah, oh, mate, I, yeah. I saw a great a, a great post the other day with a Cylon standing behind the beside the road, uh, uh, holding oh, a yeah. sign replaced by CG. Yeah, work for yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. replaced by CGI. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the, the other good one. If I may digress for a second, yeah. sorry, but um, 
was watching the A Team one time, and they're at uh, Warner Brothers Movie World. Oh yes. And face Dirk Benedict is standing there, and a guy in a Cylon suit walks past him, and he goes. Brilliant throwaway to that whole Starbucks thing. Oh yeah, I think I've seen that episode. Yeah, Yeah, it's very classic. Uh, Tim, you mentioned um, different sorts of aircraft, and we spent a lot of time around the RAOs scene lately and the technology there. Have you had much exposure to that that scene? No, not really. You know. it's actually not really... A lot of those aircraft aren't made for blokes our size. No. But uh, funny enough, some of the newer ones I've sat in, one of the flight designs I think I've set up in Coldstream, is, um, it looks tiny, but it's big. Well, yeah, look, I, I have not really... I, I'm sort of... Uh, I, I've basically flown uh, Pipers and uh, Baron. Uh, but I've flown big... I'm sort of... I've got a few hours in Chieftains... Um, what I do want to have a bit of a bang around in is a Cirrus, but um, mm, they're uh, nice. Yeah, I really, I, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of curious. I know that there's um, there, there's some guys doing some good work down up the Trade Valley. That um, they're they're mm. building some stuff out that way, aren't Gipsera? they? Yeah, Gipsera, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing really, the GAA, yeah. which is like a. It's basically, it flies like a 172, 182, but it carries eight people. Which is great. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they sponsor us, which is even better. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, we well, um, well, but of course, that, um, um, oh gosh, in aviation, that is the big, uh, I guess, the, the saddest thing, because like even things like Barron's and... Uh, They've got six seats, but mate, if you think you're carrying six people, you are dreaming. Yeah. You know, like, you always take off the last two. Like a Cessna one seven two is supposed to be a four seater. Yes, yeah, really, it's two. My RX seven yeah. out there, it's got two plus two seating, and mm. my son is thirteen, sits sideways in the back when he bothers yeah. to get in it. You know? <laughs> you're not going to do it. Yeah. yeah. So and, and you know, like maybe well, maybe an Aztec's one of the few planes that actually you could probably mm. say it's a six, and you'll get six in yeah, with range and luggage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. You're, you're compromising everywhere, but really, it's you know, you know you, you, as you say, cut minus two mm. and replace them with glove puppets. You could probably, yeah, four <laughs> people and two glove puppets. You know, they're way more entertaining. <laughs> you bet eight midgets. Oh yeah, eight oh, yeah, midgets. yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> <laughs> you, probably, you could probably fit Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in it, but no, I, I have not really looked at much Australian aviation, yeah. Australian produced stuff. With your training, now, of course, you said you wanted the challenge. So, what's been the biggest challenge for you coming through the syllabus? I think time management is uh, is a thing where, uh, look, at, at one stage I was barreling towards, uh, I, I was being endorsed on planes, I was doing study, I was working with Lionel Taylor who's um, who does uh, uh, theory courses mm-hmm. um, out of Binnie's. Yeah, there. Very well known, Lionel Taylor. Yep. Um, and, and, and let's face it, uh, he's probably trained every commercial pilot that's flying around this country that's from this country. He, he's a great man and he works hard and he works fast and in his classes you have to be on your toes and mm. and I, I was doing basically uh, doing commercial courses and trying to get endorsed and trying to fly and it, you can't do it and in the end I just had to stop flying and just concentrate on the theory just side. Just absorb it, yeah. Just... And just say, right, for the, well, for the next month, I'm off the roster. I'm not flying. Yeah. I'm just going to take this in. It's too difficult, too important. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it took me failing uh, aero to, um, I failed my first aero subject. And, and that was like a real wake-up call because mm. I just thought, I'm going to coast through this like I did with a PPL. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to self-study and maybe talk to someone at the end, mm. you know, before I sit it and just go through a bit sort of grey area. Yeah. And I sort of got an 85 on the PPL and sort of went, oh, you know, this will be what it's like. Woo, I'm a genius. <laughs> they really step it up in the commercial. That's, uh, exactly. that's for sure. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's going yeah. from high, graduating high school to suddenly you're at university. Yes. And you've got to really concentrate. And yeah. part of the skill of your CPL is actually reading the questions. That is... Uh, yeah. Uh, and being able to look at the questions and go, right, okay, I'm not going to worry about all these one-pointers, get to the back of the line, boys. I'm hitting the four-pointers, I'm, I'm clearing those up. Yeah. Performance was hard and it was, you know, like it's... 
learning, uh, you know, a, um, a loading systems for an aircraft that doesn't exist is just like <laughs> most frustrating and pointless. You can sort of see where they're coming from, and it's an amalgamation of a couple. And you sort of, I understand that, but still make it useful. At least let me load things on a 727 that while there's not many of them flying, at least I know it. <laughs> yes, yes. Or like go for a Chieftain. Yeah. Or, you know, like a, a Key Air. Do something. Something you've got more chance of flying. You bet. And, yeah. and, like the, the, and guess what? It's a, 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 mate, it's a computer exam. You can change them. Mm. So you can go, all oh, right, okay, there's not so many Chieftains around anymore, but don't worry, King Airs are replacing them. So we'll use King Air as, a, as our main model now. That would be wonderful because then you'd actually come out of your exams knowing something that could actually help you. It would be useful. <laughs> Wouldn't that be surprising? Yeah. So, you know, I found that sort of frustrating. But obviously CASA has its own. Oh, well, they're, they're probably going, but every chieftain and, you know, the, all these King Airs, there's different versions and mm. you'll come out thinking you know King Airs and you'll get the one that has the different engines and a, slightly, and a battery in the back and mm. all your calculations will be wrong. Yes, that, that's that's the paranoia they may have when they're putting yeah. it together. Well, I guess it's um, uh, it's the it's the difference between a stopwatch and a slow watch. You know, at least the stopwatch is right. Yeah, and your slow watch will never be right. <laughs> there you go. I feel like a slow watch sometimes. <laughs> I'm not stopped. I'm just slow. Yeah, it's me too. I, I agree. <laughs> One other thing I wanted to ask you about, given your experience in uh, mainstream media, television and radio, mm -hmm. uh, what we do here is obviously very niche and it goes out to a podcast audience, mm -hmm. but there are a, a number of um, shows, I guess more on the pay TV channels now, that are dealing with aviation, for uh, example, Ice Pilots is the one that comes to mind. Yes, dust off. I mean, do you, mm -hmm. do you think... Keeping up with the Joneses. Well, do you think... That's that, helicopter based. Yeah, well, do you think um, a documentary show like that would have a place... On television here, I mean, do you think you'd be able to push that? You well, I'm involved in two at the moment. Uh, one on the drawing board uh, and uh, one we're shooting a pilot in two weeks' time. Cool. Um, so, which will be uh, lesser... Uh, I worry because, as you say, it is a niche market. and But the people that are involved in it are brutally loyal. Uh, Tony Beauclair is um, part of a, a comedy team called Crud. And uh, he's a, uh, a huge aeroplane fanatic. Cool. So much so that he is, like, obsessed. And he's got, like, friends and none of them fly. They're those guys that, like, I know the sound of a yak firing yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, you do not, mate. Right, OK, I've got five recordings <laughs> of different aeroplanes yeah. flying up. What's this? <laughs> what is it named? Of it? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's making a television program called Airheads, which um, awesome. is awesome. going to be uh, which is uh, going to be made for Channel Ten, and I'm a, a consultant on the program. So he's um, we'll probably fly to Oshkosh next year. We'll probably fly awesome. out, uh, fly up Port Macquarie, and, yeah, and yeah. do the jumps from uh, yeah, Lambridge all the way across, across and nice. down. So we'll probably fly his group of guys over. So I'm looking forward to that because I'll get to fly that. So that's. Yeah, I'm really looking forward oh, to like. But it's been squashed into a triple seven, like. Oh, yeah, mate, yeah, I just awesome. really want to do that. Oh yeah, that's, like, that's gold. Oh yeah, gold. I really want to do that. So, and and I'm doing a program which is we're shooting in two weeks' time, which is called uh, the Royal Flying Comedians. And <laughs> so it's with the the, uh, the tips of our lead for the Royal Doctors, uh, Royal Flying Doctors, and we're basically going to do a. Um, I've got a guy called Jeff Green, who's a stand-up comedian from England, uh, Greg Fleet, myself, a female comedian called George McEncrow, and uh, Tegan Higginbottom, and a guy called Sam Preston. So the six of us are basically going to fly around. We're going to do one night in Yarrawonga, and then we're going to do one night in uh, William Creek, and then we're going to fly back and but film it all. Yeah. So, and we'll be sort of like talking to the mayor of Yarrawonga yeah. and like, you know, all that sort of stuff, grabbing a Barbie boat. So it's sort of like travel loggy, stroke, we'll take the gigs, yeah. we'll talk to the folk. Um, William Creek will probably have about eight or nine people there. And that's the joy that you get with, with niche markets, I guess, is you lose their heads, but the ones that you keep are die. Mm die-hard fans and 
Plus, if it's an Australian-based one, there'll be people in the US and Europe and everywhere who want to see it because they want to see what it's like down here because they've mm. heard that flying in Australia is so wonderful and you can do all this stuff without having any radar coverage and, mm. and all this, and they don't realise we've got you know a bigger stack of legislation than they do. You bet. <laughs> you bet. And, but I, I can't think of a country that is more built for aircraft than Australia. Yeah, of course. I cannot imagine a place on earth that would that is more conducive to aircraft. Yeah, it's big and it's empty. Mm. You've got to have them. Yeah, that's right. Twelve hours of driving that you can do in one hour of a plane type of thing in some areas. It's oh, like, you know, hello. I'm, uh, I'm one of my favourite memories when people ask me about um, aviation and, and, and pilots and stuff. I I've got this great story where I'm uh, I'm at Hamilton and uh, I'm just refueling and I've refueled and. Uh, and, and I've um, rolled the plane out of the way and I'm going to wander in and chat to a couple of the old boys who are sitting uh, uh, in, the, uh, in, in the in the aero club there and and, uh, and as I'm sort of, I move the plane out of the way of the pump and, and as I'm sitting there, this uh, a, a Lance comes in and it comes screaming in, comes over the air, airport, uh, does a, a quick lap, comes round and it just like locks right round and, and just lands. <laughs> just like, it was just really good. It, just, it was, it was like, it was, it was a, a, a very tight base and final and straight on and, and, a, and, a, and a quick downwind and obviously by someone that knew the airport. Yeah. So the, in it comes and out jumps a woman and four kids, and she's uh, one of the kids gets the gets the pump out, starts pumping the gas. He's probably about sixteen, I reckon. Um, no less, I would say, because she was flying. She goes into uh, grabs two of the kids and go, takes them to the toilet. Yeah. Uh, then uh, they, they were obviously uh, the kids was filled up one side. By the time she she comes over, checks it, and he started pumping on the other side. They uh, she swipes the card, and uh, all get. Right, the kids are running around and she gets, gets them all back into the boat and off they go. Off they, and, and I just thought awesome. it was like a mum doing the shopping yeah. with the station wagon. And, and obviously they, live, they must live on a farm around there. or But that's they were going elsewhere. They just I would say they came in and topped up. Yeah. For a longer trip, so mm. I reckon they're heading towards. Um, I reckon back to Melbourne or something yeah. like that. But Quick pit stop, you bet. Unload and go. You yeah. bet. They were just like, yeah. It was just, uh, and I just thought that's what flying should be. That's uh, this is, you know, or there are a, a lot of wankers that like carry on about flying and you know the sort of the ways of the air and you know be a, a good pilot and you know like airman, airman ship and like pip pip chops away lads and, you know and they make it quite elitist but I actually think that that is what Australian air travel is actually all about it's it, you got a plane you live on a farm you want to come to the city let's go yep. jump in yep. Yep. and I think CASA should understand that it, they should be working towards making it easier they would I want mums to fly mm. you know yeah, <laughs> you know like I, I love that fact oh I, yeah you definitely know. It's, we need more people flying and we need it I mean RAOs is going great because of that but you can't put the four kids and the mum in the plane with all the gear no. and do the distance but it's at least helping get people out but yeah the sometimes the cynic in you looks at the world and says, well, you know, maybe Cass has taken the opinion that uh, safe skies are empty skies. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, look, I can't do it better than they can because I'm not that, I'm not them and I'm not, I haven't thought about it. I haven't sat down and tried and restructured uh, aviation and, uh, and I don't think you need to. I think that it's a, such a fluid thing and such a... Uh, a I think that it will look after itself. It's a common sense thing. It's a, you know, like a, the more rules and regulations, it, it, it's like, well, <laughs> the tighter you hold it, you grasp yeah. it, the yeah. more it slips through your yeah, fingers. exactly. And it's, it's uh, the guy, uh, one of the senior FAA or DOT guys in the US recently, so I, think, I think it was Babbitt, said, you can't legislate professionalism. And in this case, you can't legislate common sense. No, no, you can't. And that's what they're trying to do. No, you can't. See, like, what I would do is turn around and just say, uh, I, I would write on, on, on CASA loggerheads, everything, CASA, uh, we help pilots. Yeah, but that's not in their mandate. Safety no. is, but not 
growing the industry. They're not told to grow the industry. They're told to make it safe. Mm. How do you make it safe? Keep everyone out of the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We found that it's flying is really dangerous. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's okay. Let's be honest and let's look at it. Flying is inherently dangerous. Uh, the statistics indicate it's more slightly more dangerous than riding a motorbike. Yes. Which everyone knows is one of the most dangerous ways to ride on the road. Yes. So don't kid yourself into thinking it's safe. Always be ready, and you'll have a better mindset. But you get all these groups that say safety is our number one priority. Then why are you flying at all? Yeah, why are you running an airline if safety is your number one priority? Because it's yes, not safe. Well, can't they? It's risky. Yeah. And it's all about risk management. And that's, it's, CASA is starting to move into that world. Yes. We're seeing it in the sport aviation world. We're seeing mm-hmm. them uh, wanting more risk-based assessments. And if they can do that with GA, I'll be a happy puppy because a risk-based assessment, you look at what's the likelihood, mm-hmm. what's the impact, and what's the cost of mitigation. And if it's not very likely with a big impact and a high mitigation cost, then do what you can other ways to reduce the likelihood even further, but don't try and totally get rid of it because it's hardly ever going to happen and you're going to spend all this money preventing something that's still going to happen no matter how, you know, yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's where it comes to. And yes, and, 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 and the odds of it happening are going to be very small. Yeah. I seem to think that um, from uh, flying over in New Zealand uh, uh, recently, they seem to have it better than we do. I think they're. Um, I think that their sort of governing body seems to be of the mindset that they want to keep people and in the skies, and they want to help them uh, as much as they possibly can. Be better pilots, have more fun, yep. be able to go more. They want the industry to move yep. up. Well, they're working on growing more pilots. By they're pretty switched on over there. I think. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, have you been over to um, to, to Wanaka and? and no. Not lately. We're, we're mm. hoping to go next year. It's on the drawing boards. <laughs> well, because you guys would love it. Being, oh, yeah. mm. being Oshkoshians. Being airplane geek. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, like, anything that flies, um, you know, aeroneurophycosis is my problem. I love it. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah. See our yeah. second episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aeroneuro what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, you said you've done some flying in New Zealand. Yeah, well, I, 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 I went over there and... Um, uh, and uh, did some stuff around Queenstown, and nice. so it was, yeah, yeah, it's pretty beautiful over there. Nice and so tough. yeah, yeah, but uh, only as a passenger. Oh well. Did you go up with an local instructor? Yes. Yeah, because there's there's That's a number of groups that'll do it. Oh yeah. mate, you can't fly in New Zealand without lots of experience yeah. in flying in mountains and crappy weather because. New Zealand can sock in, and over in Oshkosh, we were talking to a couple of groups that run tours over there, and one one gets you checked out, and gets you to the point where you he. he wants to see that you've got lots of experience in mountains and, and yes. inclement weather, and then he'll check you out locally and let you go on your own. The other ones, they say, we'll take any GA pilot, but you're flying with one of our people. Yes, and that's what we You've do. got hands-on, but they're there ready to yes. go, and you do the, you live with them and you t- travel the South Island up to the North Island, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's the two approaches, yeah. If, you've, if you haven't got lots of time flying, you know, like for a Yank, flying Colorado, yeah, 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 and yeah, Alaska yeah. and all that, yeah. then you're going to get in serious trouble in New Zealand because it can really change. Well, see, yeah, it, it, it's interesting that you should say that because I, I, I have a secret wish or a desire and, I, and what I want to do is uh, I'm going to probably go and see Mr Gunther at the end of the year and do my uh, float plane endorsement. Oh, nice. And uh, then I'm considering getting on a plane, going to Canada and buying a beaver yeah. and flying it back to yeah. Australia. You buy them up um, up north in Canada, and they're just and they're in such great nick because yeah. they're they've never seen salt water. They're all always just work lakes, freshwater lakes, yeah. And they're in and up there. They've treated them nicely. If you can get the ones that you want, you don't want ones that have had goats in them, <laughs> you know, because apparently the goats will eat the interior yes. <laughs> and the urine will get through everything. <laughs> you know, and, and probably you know uh, find one that I like, and then you know and do the smart thing and get a lady to have a look at it and uh, yeah. bring it back because yeah. I would really like a like to bang around in a big old radial and uh, yeah, that would be. Yep. something that I would like to do. Yep, it's combining the best of many worlds. It's a radial, it's got floats, it's got heritage. It's like all it needs is one more wing and it's perfect. It is, I know, I know. It's, yeah. 
it's just it, it just screams yeah dude you can't yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. let's let's get that aeronephrocosis really going now <laughs> but see that's that for me I would then like to find a little spot that would that needs like a little tour a little mm. a, a little bit of a, a you know like a bit of a seaplane experience mm-hmm. uh, find a nice little bit of coastline and then just retire there yeah and that's my plan yeah there's so many things that I, I sort of go, oh, I want to be that guy. There's um, up on uh, Fraser Island, they do the, uh, the the Fraser Island Air fly off the beach there. Yep. So guys are banging around up on their four-wheel drives and there's a plane parked on the beach with a guy sitting next to it in a deck chair yeah. with an esky drinking, you know, cold drinks and going, mate, you want to come for a fly? It's, yeah. you know, 100 bucks each. Take and show you the show you the on. No worries. Yeah, you, you, might, you might spot a good track that you want to take the car down. Yeah, yeah. bet. Round we go. Yeah. And I, I have a ball. Oh, yeah. The pilot sits there all day in the sun, you know, in his shorts. Yeah. Has a mate, mate. No, I only did two flights today. What a life. Yeah. <laughs> only clocked two hours, but what the heck? Oh. Look at this tan. Oh. <laughs> Does it get better than this? When it gets really hot, I'll sit under the wing. There you go. There's always a breeze on the beach. Oh, you bet. Always a breeze. Well, there's, uh, we, we just were up at, um, we had the joy of going all the way up to Gove with Laurie. Mm. And we landed on uh, Daly Waters, which is an old Liberator yeah, World yeah, War yeah. Two base. And you can't, uh, we're flying along, and Laurie's going, where do, you think the, where do you think the airport is? And I've gone, do you reckon it could be like there? Like, it's 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 like, what? It's a big, mate, it's hilarious. And it's like two miles long. It's yeah. like, it's enormous. You can get three landings, touch and goes, oh, you stop bet, and go. You <laughs> bet, you <laughs> bet. And so, so much so that, like, after about a kilometre and a half, trees start to grow out through the runway because it's can't be bothered. Like, who's ever going to get yeah. down? Yeah, 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 So it's just the most amazing place because the whole little town is the old airport. Airport okay. Air Force Base. Yep. Oh, and so the pub is the old officers' mess. And, oh, mate, it's just fantastic. You just, like, wander around and go, like, oh, uh, as I said, we were only there overnight, and I, I would have liked to have spent a day there to just, like, go and have a look at the buildings and stuff because you sort of, they're all deserted. And For all you Americans out there and everyone overseas, come on down. For all you Aussies, have you done it yet, huh? Oh, oh, you've just got to, you've just got to there. And, but all the way up, uh, yeah. uh, from Alice Springs all the way up to Darwin, there are old airstrips all the way along, and they're big and huge with hangars and stuff, just deserted. Yeah. They were just, you know, used in the Second World War. And yeah. Just left. Out of, the, out of the way of anyone so that, you know, you had to come a long way to find them, to bomb them, and that's was the, the rear guard. It was. Yeah. It was the fallback theory. Yeah. Where if, if they came, we would just pull back, pull back, pull back. And then anything north of Brisbane was going to be given to them at one point. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Brisbane line. Yeah. yeah, because, well, let's face it, what's north of Brisbane? Well, yeah. A lot now, but yeah, back then, back then. Was big empty. Yeah, uh, yeah pain. Yeah. Pain. A world of pain. Now, but yes, I, I would advise anyone uh, to come and fly around Australia because it's oh. just... Absolutely glorious, and, and the people love it. The, the friendships and, and, and the warm greetings you receive at Australian airports, especially out back, is just phenomenal. People yep. cannot do enough for you. you That's know? why we need to um, encourage aviation and, and, and really get the message out there. This is why it's so important, particularly in this country, isn't it? Really? It is. It yep. really is, because it's just such a, a such a, a crucial form of transport for the people that live out there. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, they're, they're just not going to get by without yeah. it. You can drive all day and not see anyone, and you've got to have those aircraft. I mean, yes. you know, we used to have a property the size of Texas. One family used to own a sheep station, or well, yeah. sheep and cattle and all yeah. that, yeah. And, it was a, and kangaroos, yes. and it was the size yeah. of Texas. You know, yeah. Now it's been broken up into the family units and all that, so it's yeah. all smaller. But, yeah, Texans don't like hearing that. But, uh, but it's know, true. And that wasn't even the whole of the state. No. You know. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, but I, look, one of, one of the things that I just absolutely love, and I mean, I've, I've, it's happened a few times, and it's uh, when you fly north of a place called Burnsville, yep. which is sort of uh, low down in, uh, on, in Queensland, but central Australian uh, area, you start crossing these ridges that go from one horizon to the other, from the east to the west, 
and you suddenly realise that they're old coast lowerings, and it's where the water was lapping yeah. at, they've created a beach and there's cliffs and sand dunes, but this is where the water was there like a million years ago. Yeah, the inland sea. The inland yeah. sea was lapping at these things and you suddenly realise, oh what, this is just a dry coast in the middle of this huge old landmass. Yeah. It's just bizarre. And, amazing. Oh, it's just, yeah. and you get down and have a bit of a fly over it. And also you can see where meteorites have hit the earth. Like you're flying along and there's like, you can see where yeah. like something has hit the, hit the, hit the ground and, and, and chunked it out. There's big yeah. craters where you suddenly, from the air, you go like, wow, look at that. That's an impact that's, crater. That's an impact crater. Yeah. It's just wild. It's just it's so cool. It's a geek's paradise. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and a cold beer when you get there. Oh, that's what could that's, be better. Yeah. Oh, look, the oh. first cold beer after a long day's flight is just magic, isn't it? And there's and there's uh, places where you land and blokes will come out and go, mate, no worries, we'll fuel the plane up. Here's the keys to the U. You, you go into town and grab yourself lunch and come back. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, mate, uh, yeah, she sticks in second. Yeah. <laughs> so off you go. Town's that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Off you go. And we would always, like, like buy, a, you know, a, a slab and just leave it in the car and yeah. stuff. And blokes would just like, oh, mate, don't you have to do that. Yeah. Mate, no, 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 it's our pleasure. Mate, don't, don't. Yeah. But Tim, this has been probably the most fun interview we've done in the team. Oh, I've really enjoyed it. That's been good, man. That's been good. Tim, uh, why don't you tell us uh, where you can find where we can find you online? Oh, look, um, I'm always at uh, timsmith.com.au or uh, discoverdownunder.com.au. Um, look, uh, or uh, I reckon. Um, I am, I'm so lazy at keeping running <laughs> web page. I just, I, I just think to myself, oh, don't tell me to go to your website because, like, you haven't been there for years. <laughs> It'll be a picture of you and Stubbsy. <laughs> well, i tell you what, mate. Uh, we'll, we'll find some links and put them in the show notes. But, uh, Tim Smith, we really appreciate you spending some time with us. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, mate. It's been great. It was a pleasure. Whether you're buying or selling a light single-engine aircraft or a corporate jet, do it faster and easier with aviationadvertiser.com.au. Aviationadvertiser.com.au is Australia's largest aviation marketplace. As the country's largest source of aircraft classifieds, you'll find hundreds of new and used aircraft of all types online 24 hours a day. With ads from just $39 and the convenience of buying and selling online, it's easy and affordable. Connect with Australia's largest buy and sell aviation community at aviation.com.au. Looking for a studio to record your next project? From recording and song production to music videos, disc duplication and DVD presentation kits designed to get you noticed. Audiovisual Media is more than just a recording studio. It's a complete solution for musicians with recording and music video packages available. Record your next project at Audiovisual Media and score free studio time. To find out how, visit our website at www.audiovisualmedia.com.au or call us on 040709. One five two four. Want something different to talk about on Monday? Get yourself a Jet Ride gift pack and tear through the skies at 900 Ks with Australia's ultimate jet fighter experience. Be top gun for the day. Go to jetride.com.au slash PCDU or in Australia call 1300 554 876. I'm James Williams from Podcasters Emporium and you're listening to Plane Crazy Down Under, now proudly part of the Lifestyle Pod Network. And welcome back, folks. I tell you what, uh, as I said at the end of that interview, Grant, I reckon that was the most fun interview that we've done in the uh, two and a half years we've been doing this show. That was that was <laughs> great. And uh, actually, after the recorder was switched off, we actually uh, Tim spent another good, uh, well, probably another hour or so, just talking about media and new media and all those sorts of stuff. And he was very, very generous with his time, considering he was uh, pretty keen to get away and watch the footy. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, absolutely brilliant time. A lot of laughs, as you heard, and uh, some great topics, great discussions, and definitely, as Steve said once the microphone was turned off it still kept going 
So uh, thanks very much to Tim. Really appreciated him taking the time to have a chat. Probably just a couple of notes on the audio there. You'll notice it wasn't the best audio quality. And uh, the reason for that was, the uh, as I, I said at the top of the show, the weather was just terrible on that day. It was uh, quite chilly and uh, the wind was blowing and the rain was coming in sidewards. So uh, my original plan had actually been uh, I'd wanted to interview Tim standing out on the ramp at Moravan with, uh, you know, the nice ambient background noise, uh, you know, training aircraft going backwards and forwards. Um, we thought that would have sounded really nice. So I didn't come prepared with anything more fancy than my Zoom recorder. But uh, we ended up uh, grabbing a, a very small small tinny briefing room there which we appreciate Rabin Flying Services uh, letting you know giving up for us so <laughs> don't get us wrong but uh, it wasn't uh, really great for the recording gear that I'd bought so uh, we have actually uh, uh, sent that file off to our good friend Dominic at audiovisualmedia.com.au and he uh, cleaned it up if you think it sounded echoey now you want to have heard it <laughs> before he got a hold of it <laughs> it sounded like the voices in my head oh hang on yeah, so uh, anyway, but uh, Tim actually, I should also mention that Tim actually offered to re-record that entire interview, which is uh, fantastically generous of him. But, uh, you know, Tim's a busy guy and we didn't want to impose on him, but uh, that was really generous of him to uh, offer that to us. But uh, Grant, you know, a couple of the uh, really interesting themes that came out of there was the real, well, actually the thing that really got me the most was the, the idea that flying saved his life. Yeah, definitely. If he uh, if he hadn't have gone to see the doctor and been told, mate, you got to kick the cigs and slow down and cut back on the coffee and everything, he, he would have been an early dead man, I tell you. And Tim talks a lot about his friend and my friend, Laurie, Laurie Burns, uh, who's both of our flying instructors, actually. Laurie been, uh, has been attempting over the last couple of years to get me <laughs> up in the air into it so that I can get current again uh, and is another fantastically generous guy. And uh, it was actually, Laurie actually worked with me uh, in my day job and uh, had mentioned that he had Tim up and uh, I'd mentioned to to uh, Laurie that, uh, you know, I'd been on a bit of a health kick and trying to lose some weight and everything else. And uh, Tim, as you'll see in some of the pictures, if you look at the album art for this episode, Tim's also a big guy. And uh, <laughs> that's how that conversation came about. So he said, oh, he'd be happy to talk to you. So, um, boy, fantastic. I mean, he didn't know who we were. And uh, by the time we'd finished, he's like, oh, you guys, this is wonderful. So Yeah, you know. he's mad. We're going to have to get Tim back on, you know, every other episode. What do you think? <laughs> I think I think definitely. We Well, we've got to keep up with him on how he's doing with his training and uh, what new endorsements he's got because yeah. he, he wants to go to be doing more charter work. So that would be great to find out when he's getting that up and running and and uh, help promote what he's doing, mate. And the other thing that I, I like about Tim is that he's getting out there into the outback, which is uh, some really interesting and, uh, I guess, challenging flying. But Tim's also, and it comes out in that interview, that he's really passionate, like we are, about spreading the positive message that aviation has to deliver. It's such an important thing here in Australia in such a vast country. And, um, you know, we often uh, consider here that you know, perhaps that's not widely appreciated by the general community. But uh, Tim really has a sort of profile where if he can get, uh, once he's got his commercial license and gets out there and does charter, I mean, he's going to be a really high-profile ambassador for general aviation, I feel, in this country. It's going to be great. And also a great source for uh, local knowledge for when people come down to travel around Australia from uh, overseas and want to check out the the not-so-common parts of Australia that are really cool, as he went through during the interview. Absolutely. So uh, check out the show notes in this episode and, uh, you know, just for a list of topics of all the uh, things we discussed there with Tim and uh, make sure you check out his website, which is uh, timsmith.com.au. And Grant, uh, we also want to mention uh, once again uh, Moorabbin Flying Services. That's mfs.com.au. They're really generous to uh, let us use their briefing room and uh, I can highly recommend their fleet if you're down at Moorabbin uh, and you're looking for an aircraft to rent, well, uh, you'd, you'd struggle to find better aircraft than MFS. That's where I fly and they're not paying me to say that, but uh, I do uh, fly their aircraft from time to time. They've got some very modern uh, Piper Warrior 3s there really good and uh, for the airplane geeks amongst you you'll notice that all their Piper Warrior 3s have former Australian Airlines Boeing 737 registrations on them there's just a bit of airplane geekdom for you <laughs> yeah that's right mate and in fact Nikolai had his very first uh, trial introductory flight in Tango Yankee Delta a uh, pretty new Piper Warrior with only uh, 250 hours on the clock actually yeah. uh, ironically the one I normally fly is uh, Tango Alpha X-Ray which you know considering the cost of flying these days I think <laughs> but uh, yeah there you go so uh, we'll wrap that episode up there thanks very much for listening folks we certainly hope you enjoyed it it was a lot of fun putting this one together we'll be back soon with another episode of Playing Crazy Down Under but until then we'll just remember this it's what's down under that counts folks you've been listening to Playing Crazy Down Under hosted by Steve Vischer and Grant McCarran show notes links to our forum Facebook fan page YouTube channel and Grant and Steve's own blogs can be found on our website www.playingcrazydownunder.com or keep up with our Twitter handle of PCDU. Comments or feedback can be left on our website or email us at plaincrazydownunder at gmail.com. 
If you'd like to help with the ongoing production of the show, feel free to assist via the donate button on the website. Any contributions are most gratefully appreciated. Incidental music and sound effects are courtesy of soundsnap.com and title music is You Name It 5 by Brian Simpson. This has been a Southern Skies online media podcast. folks at the Department of the Bleeding Obvious have asked us to make this statement. The views and opinions we present in this podcast are ours and do not necessarily represent those of groups we work with or are associated with, although we think they probably should. We certainly don't claim to be experts, we're just opinionated enthusiasts who are willing to comment publicly on the world around us. This show is intended as entertainment and any education that may occur is purely coincidental. As with anything in life, it is your responsibility to determine what does or does not work in your situation and to seek out suitable guidance and or instruction. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons non-commercial by attribution license. For more details on this license and our contact details, please visit our website at www.playingcrazydownunder.com. Thanks, folks. This is, I know where this is going. Because <laughs> <laughs> instructors are evil, because they take you out on your first suck and see flight, yeah. and they go, you know, well, do you want to um, uh, feel like, you know, you've got it in your blood? I think you really, I think you can make a really good pilot. Do you want to have a go at landing it? You go, oh, gee, I don't think I could. You know, like, this is my first flight. They go, oh, I reckon you can. <laughs> <laughs> they do a bit of that, um, okay, just... But do what I say, you know, just pull it back, pull it back now, just ease off, like just fly level, normal, normal here. Right now. now pull it back, pull it back, pull it back. Oh, now pull it back, pull it back, hold off, hold it off, hold it off, hold it off. Yeah. Oh, you landed it. Yeah. And you go, wow, I'm a legend. I've got, let me book in for every seat I own. <laughs> because I obviously am born to do this. However, you do not see his feet just going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> working those runners, he is pumping it like Fred Flintstone. Yeah. He is like, mate, he is, mate, working but real hard. And after a while, you you obviously learn that it's all about the runners. And yeah. you just go like, oh. And plus exactly. he's talking you through exactly oh, what to do. You bet. You know, just like the bloody penguins in Madagascar. Mm. Hold it off, hold it off. Kiss it like you kiss your sister. Hold it off. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's so good. Oh, yeah. oh man. Uh, yeah, that's it's I think that's in lesson three of becoming an instructor. We'll have to check with a couple of the guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. How to hook a student. Yeah, how to hook and cook. Yeah, <laughs> you bet. Hook them well, in fry. Hook them in fry. <laughs>